With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, we're going to have to to take what uh, the other teams are giving us and just go out there and, and, and grind it out. You know, some of the some of the teams we're playing, you know, they're not going out there hitting the ball around the ballpark the whole game either, but uh, they're they're making the opposing pitcher work and, uh, you know, using the whole field and things like that. And, and when you do that and you don't put that pressure on yourself in any way, uh, normally good things happen and, and we have good enough players where I think good things will follow. Did uh, did did the voiceover guy for our show <laughs> swallow a trombone? You know, he fell into quicksand. <laughs> and these two guys. I was I was telling Phil before the show we had like a massive. All the computers here in the office had massive updates. Like Windows had a big update, and uh, I'm not sure if because vo- of the Windows big update, voice guy's voice went down an octave yeah, as part of the update. Big voice guy uh, went blue, through, blue went screen puberty, of death, I think, or something like times ten. Because did that you notice was an octave change? Did the the tune behind him also slowed boom. down. It was boom. boom, boom, boom. It's like our whole show got thrown in quicksand. Awesome. I can't get out. It's a little bit like the Twins uh, through 20 games so far. <laughs> it this is. We're going to win. <laughs> Even the football, our football bed sounds hilarious. Like, it, it, this is uh, it's kind of funny. We got some different trombones going on here. Yep. Um, well, all right. Well, I will. Hopefully, put a big voice guy through some uh, some vocal cord rehab there, and we've got talking twins today, and there may be some dissension. We've got, and we're gonna maybe what we do is we sprinkle talking twins in just through. We just do an epically long statement. I think today. that's a really and good talking idea. Twins yes. can just be part of statements. Today. I like where you're coming from. Um, and and this Monday, Mackie and Judge Show, which by the way kicks off NFL Draft Week, Purple Daily is where all of our daily Vikings entertainment lives. We'll have plenty of Vikings discussions too on Mackie and Judd throughout the week. But uh, this Monday edition of the show, powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, Federated has uh, been around for over a hundred years in the state of Minnesota, and they have a, a very important safety message for all of you today. In 2020. Over 43,000 Americans died in car crashes, which is almost 3,000 more deaths than in 2019, despite the fact that there weren't as many people on the road. So tragedy can happen in an instant, and we must all do what we can to prevent it from happening. There's a lot of things happening outside of our control right now, but how we drive is not one of them. For your safety, for your loved ones, for each other, let's remember to drive safely, everybody. Uh, Federatedinsurance.com has a lot of great safe driving resources in the MyShield portal for you and your employees. 
to check out. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, Declan, let's fire up. Statements here on a Monday. I'm afraid this is going to be a sound therapy like, session. what it sounds like, though. I just want, want to be clear here. It's just a little slower. Oh, wow. It's a little slower. I can live with it if you guys It's not. Can. Yeah, this isn't, isn't that bad. Deal, it isn't like our big voice guy. I mean, our, hold on really a second. I just want to hear it one more time. I want to hear this one more time. These two guys of Minnesota. Kind of sounds like like a robotic Manny Hill. Like it kind of sounds like a <laughs> yeah. little bit more of a robotic Manny Hill. By the way, you okay. So I had this problem when I set up this new studio, this home studio. I had this exact problem. I know what the fix is for okay. you, but we'll talk about it off of LOL. offline. Here. Okay, yeah. sounds good. So, new computers? So, <laughs> yeah, well, that might. Sorry, a new sorry, car? sorry, general manager Dan Seaman. You're gonna have to buy new computers. New, computers? Again. new voice guy. Um, all right, so we'll get to the twin stuff, but let's start with some optimism. What do you say? I think you're gonna bring wild optimism. With oh, your first. Yeah, day. how can you not bring wild optimism at this point? <laughs> exactly right. I'm Mr. Optimistic. I'm Mr. Sunshine. Optimism's my game. It, uh, by the way, first of all. Happy birthday, Kirill Kaprizov. That's right. 24 today. 24. 1997. Born on this date in 1997. And I will start with the Wilds' best player in the history of the franchise <laughs> by telling you guys this. And I've decided this. It's my. It's been my decision. I made this determination Saturday night. This was once a highly controversial episode of the Mackie and Judd show with Chris Long our buddy around for the show, and we debated this and talked about this. But my statement is this. Kirill Kaprizov currently holds the Minnesota sports belt that debuted on the Mackie and Judd Ooh. show. Kirill Kaprizov, I've decided, I, be, I believe this goes so far back that it was actually when Garnett had come back and things were going great with Garnett, and we declared, because he was so loved, that Kevin Garnett held the sports uh, belt, and I think we talked about it once or twice after, but not much. Kirill Kaprizov holds that belt this morning. Okay, who are the other candidates? And just to, we did this like five years ago, six years ago, like you said, with our friend Chris Long from Five Witness News. And it was, it's basically who is the figurehead of Minnesota sports, right? Who holds the Minnesota sports belt? And I think we even had we, – we treated it like WWE, and we had like an intercontinental belt, like a second yeah. tier, like an up-and-comer belt. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think we Teddy had the team. I think, I think Teddy at the time had the up-and-comer belt. The intercontinental. Yeah. yeah. So okay. who who's in the mix? If there is a ladder match to get the belt at Minnesota Sports WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm here for this. So Kaprizov. Justin Jefferson. Yep. I think Cat and Anthony Edwards are probably in the match. Justin Jefferson's Buxton? in the match. Is, is Kirk in the match? No, the no, match. no, 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 no. You've got to be. You've no, no. I think Je- I think I Jefferson. I think he's in the match. I think Jefferson's. He's like, he's like Kane. He's just there, but yeah. he's not. Dalvin Cook <laughs> is in the match. Uh, Jefferson. If you, you want to put Kirk in there, that's fine. Kirk has I the money in the see, bank. He has literally yeah, the contract being, when he wants to decide when he can enter the match <laughs> at any time in his in a point of his career. Yeah, Buxton perhaps. Buxton's, I think, in there. I could see that one, but I'm telling you who holds it right now. 97. Wow. 97 holds that uh, belt. Come at me. It's hard to argue it. Tell I me think you're, I think you're right just with how well they've been playing. Um, in fact, I'm just going to I'm gonna sort of respond to your statement with a statement of my own here. Statement of my own on Mackie and Judd statements. The Minnesota Wild can and might win the Stanley Cup. And I'm going to go through a few things here. Okay. That's right. 
the Minnesota Wild can and might Let's win hear. the Stanley Cup. This morning, they're 20 to 1 on DraftKings, which is like, I want to say, seventh or eighth best odds. Mm-hmm. Colorado is three and a half to 1. Obviously, Colorado is just like the most bulletproof team across the board. Goaltending, goal scoring, everything, right? But because hockey is hockey and the Wild are good, they're three and five against the odds on favorite Colorado Avalanche. And so if those two teams do collide, it's not like, oh my God, they're 0 and 8. There's no, like, they've gotten beat five to 1 in every game. Like, they've won three of the eight games. So they can they can do some you know if they play a seven game series they're probably good for one or two wins just in the natural flow of the series and then if they get I don't know hot goaltending or something which brings me to my third point Cam Talbot Declan's gonna like these Cam right. Talbot as of this morning this. is sixth in the NHL in save percentage ninth in goalie WAR and third in save percentage on unblocked shots. Which is more of a pure, like, all right, it's you and an unblocked shot. How good are you? Oh, yeah. He's third in the NHL this season. Yeah. Okay? So, hot goaltending, mm-hmm. hockey being hockey, and that there's never a huge gap between the one seed and the eight seed in terms of what can happen in a series. And the fact that even even some of the, uh, the odd sites, like DraftKings, are saying, if you run these playoffs 20 times, Minnesota hoists its first cup at least once. Um, I, I don't think they're favorites i don't think they're even necessarily likely to win a first round series but they are in the mix to win a stanley cup and i think it's the first time we can say that in quite a while quite a while your guys thoughts i didn't fight me no i think it's look i I don't expect them to win a cup this year but they're tracking in the right direction definitely and this is not a fluke like they're building something and and you're right Cam Talbot has been great. I mean, he has been on Friday night against the Kings. He was outstanding again. He's not flashy, and it's not like a bunch of like great saves that you're like, oh my god. But it's not, there's not like it's not like a shutout but streak. You of but you don't need that. Who cares? Yeah. The defense, the defensive core is damn good. It's one of the best, deepest defensive cores in the entire league. The only place that they lack right now, center, which is going to probably cost them. But that doesn't mean that they can't fill that. This is as good as I have felt about this team in a long time, and it's the first time in a in years, Dex, that I felt like mm-hmm. there's an actual plan here that's building to something as opposed to well, let's just hope. You can see you could see the wheels grinding and turning, and and this is in my opinion what you want from your sports franchises, which is tracking in the right direction, having hope for this year, but I think just as importantly, saying this is sustainable. This is sustainable. Absolutely. And Kirill Kaprizov has changed that entire formula because he's a superstar and he's literally everything this team has lacked for a long time. You have guys like Kevin Fiala, who might drive you a little bit crazy, but at the same time is a very dynamic player who can score some big-time goals for you. Joel Eriksson Ek, out of absolutely nowhere, is scoring at, a, at an insane rate, finally for the first time in his career. And Zach Parisi, Matt Zuccarello, these veterans, these guys who are on high-priced contracts, we always look at them under the microscope. They're now role players, and they're thriving in the role of being role players. They're not being asked to do too much playing 18, 19 minutes a night. Zach Parisi's out there for 12 to 13 minutes a night. I bet deep down he's pissed. But at the same time, I don't <laughs> care because the team is winning hockey games right now. Yeah. And, and to Phil's point, too, about high-danger save percentage, high danger goal conversion rates because the Wild are getting heavily outshot. And a lot of people are keep saying, well, they keep getting heavily outshot. That's a problem. That's a problem. Well, analytically, yes, that might be a problem. But with your eye test, when you're watching this team play, 
is it that big of a problem? Because Kirill Kaprizov's taking games over. And also with high danger goals percentage, the Wild are fifth behind only Colorado, the Islanders, the Stars, the Lightning. Omit the Stars from that equation who are basically a, a bubble team right now. The Avs, the Isles, the Lightning all have a case to win the Stanley Cup. And the Wild are right there with them. And their high danger save percentage is eighth. So they're based. They're, they're, look at these nerds. Yeah, no. Look at these nerds. But it's dead on. The, yeah, the hockey whisperer. But it's exactly right. Here. But it's the three it's of exactly us. Right. That's right. It's exactly right. No, it's great. <laughs> it is. It, it's so mu- it's so much fun to watch a team that has a a clear mission statement that's being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun to watch that development to me. Yeah, and then you know I think for, for the first time in a long time too, you guys brought up that uh, we've got birth we've got birthday boy uh, Kirill Kaprizov today, twenty four years old. Kevin Fiala, twenty four years old. Uh, Erickson Eck, twenty four. Jordan Greenway, twenty three. Like for the first time, you look up just from the top down, the top scoring players on this team. Zuccarello is in that mix too; he's thirty three. But it's a bunch of dudes who are below the age of 25. And for a long time, it was a bunch of dudes who were over the age of 30 that were the ones at the top of that list for this team. So so good for the season and some hope for the next five years for the first time in a while. And don't sleep on guys like Matt Boldy, who are basically a year away, Marco Rossi, who was a, a big first-round pick, and you have two first-round picks in this draft alone. I don't know if both those get used by you. You might use them as a poker chip to get something you want in a trade, but you have two... First round picks. They're in the bottom. I mean, it's damn, be, Pittsburgh's too good, though. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not I, happy I, about I, that. I, I don't care. No, suck. no, no. I'm so. Someone. I, I saw this was brought up yesterday. Statement within a statement. People were upset because oh well, now <laughs> Pittsburgh's good and they got bounced in that Montreal series. Let me get this right. This team that is always saying get as many draft picks as you want is now upset because we have picks 22 and 27. No, for God's sake, stockpile as many darts as oh, you can sure. right now. I was just. I thought it, it upsets me. Yes. No we all thought, though, that the Penguins wouldn't be this good. That's True. all. That's True. that's all. We thought it would be a higher pick. It's still a good trade. It is. I would trade Zucker again tomorrow if I could. Right. All right. My, my I think statement. we're on deck. Yep. Here. Yeah. My statement here. Yeah. And it's uh, help me, Minnesota Wild. You're my only hope, basically, right now, because uh, the Minnesota Wild are the only team in this town who is basically uh, going to do something of significant importance going forward. I know the Timberwolves are playing a little bit better Dude, right now, and that's, that's great. You know, you're, I, I you're out of. Out of line with I got a st- I got a state my next <laughs> statement my next statement is going to put um, that statement in its place. I know Dude. this team can I, absolutely win. I a bring playoff sunshine. Series. They can absolutely <laughs> upset someone. And as much as I love my guys, Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards, and by the way, there's a redraft. On my redraft, I got a ding. The Athletic came out with a new redraft. Jaden McDaniels cracks the top ten. That's a ding. On write that down. Just came out this morning. Number ten, decking in Jaden McDaniels. So another statement within statements here. But yes, the Minnesota Wild. You are my only hope. Let me see what Mackie and Judd have to say about that. But right now they're playing very good. They clinched a playoff spot. I'm curious what they do in the postseason. We just went over why they absolutely can make a run in the Stanley Cup, and they are my only hope with the Twins playing uh, absolutely abysmal baseball. All right, I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to put you in your place. On the Twins, you're a thousand percent correct, and we'll get to that. Okay. But as far as you're the, wrong on that too, by the way, the but only, I'll get to that later too. The only hope. Let me tell you this right now: Saturday night, Saturday night on the on the computer TV, Wolves and Utah Jazz, gentlemen. Ant Edwards game against the Jazz on offense and oh hold on wait for it defense defense five steals 
is another reason why the future doesn't have to be the past for your Minnesota Timberwolves. Ant had five steals. The Wolves had 13. Utah has four home defeats this year. Two of them to the Wolves, which gets into a a different conversation. But I'm here to focus on the positive. That Ant Edwards game is what can be. That's impressive. They aren't good enough. They aren't experienced enough. And they aren't, like with Ant Edwards, he just hasn't immersed himself in the league enough on a night-to-night basis to know how to do all of that every night. So they're not going to... They're not going to beat the Jazz. Like they, they play the Jazz again tonight at home. They might get beat by 20 in that game. Who knows? They're not good enough to do it every single night yet. But they're showing you in flashes here that win against the Heat a week and a half ago. Uh, the Kings aren't that great, but that fourth quarter against the Kings. And then, of course, they came back the next night and got beat by the Kings, which is what happens with a young team like this. Um, so I'll just go right into my Wolf statement here. I, I can hear the grumblings. Like they, So they beat the freaking Jazz. The Jazz might play in the NBA Finals, depending on if the Lakers can get everyone back and healthy and if LeBron and AD are all back and healthy. And Then it's I think it's the Lakers' conference to win still. But the Clippers are in the mix. But the Jazz are the best team at the top of a competitive conference in the regular season. And the Wolves have shown them a couple different times like what they're capable of. And so I hear people grumbling. Why do they like why are they winning these games? They're going to give away their chances at a top 3 pick. Like every time they win a game, their percentage chance could decrease at least once they get out of that top 3. And so my statement is I would rather see the Wolves win with this nucleus than watch them lose by 20 every night in hopes of them maybe keeping the draft pick because it really like yeah, keeping the pick would be amazing, but if you can't win games with this nucleus, it doesn't matter who you pick. If this nucleus is broken, you're starting over anyways because you're going to wind up trading towns. And, like, I'd rather see that this nucleus works and keep the draft pick ideally. But the most important thing among those two is that this nucleus works. And I think people are confusing it like, well, no, they need to lose games. Dude, if they lose games, it means that they're going to be trading towns and it means that the D'Lo is garbage and paid $30 million, like, too much. So... Keep winning games and let the chips fall where they may. That's what I'm. That's my message to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then that trade. Then we can talk about the trade. <laughs> what the what D'Lo the, trade? Well, listen. If if D'Lo continues to play well, and if this nucleus continues to win games like we've seen Jazz Heat, then the trade looks much better for the like. Yeah, keeping the pick would be amazing. But if if D'Lo and Ant work together and and you got D'Lo hitting clutch shots in the fourth quarter against winning teams. Like that's why they made the trade. What you're seeing, what you saw on Saturday, is why they risked giving up the high first round pick in the first place. I think it was Saturday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the hell day it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Declan. All right, back to back to me here. Uh, the second one is the Minnesota Twins are just not that good. Just not. That good. And when I mean that good, the 94, 95 wins. Judd, what do you have? 96? 96 wins. 96. Yeah. Feeling pretty good about that, that right now. That doesn't mean they still can't be a good team. I'm not implying that they're an absolute mm. dumpster fire going forward. They might have the dumpster on fire right now and they can extinguish it before uh, everything hell breaks, all hell breaks loose. But maybe, I, I think we maybe got a little over ahead of our skis with the Twins just a little bit. I think this division's still pretty good. I think the White Sox are damn good. The Indians still have pitching, even though they're off to a slow start as well. I know the Royals are the darlings of baseball right now. We'll see how long, if that's sustainable or if that's legit at all. But I think you're going to see... Spoiler. 
It's not. It's not. Um, I like the standings. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time to watch the central race. I don't think you're gonna see a team probably win over 91, 92 games, but I think it's gonna have a, a bunch of horses in the race. But the Twins right now, they're just not that good. They can't hit. You can't, can't hit the ball at all. Something feels off. It does feel. I'll off. say that, and I, and I and I don't know. I I think it goes way beyond on the field and just stats. Some something doesn't feel right, but it's unquantifiable because we know nothing about the team itself. Yeah, I uh, I was at the game on Friday night, and by the way, the atmosphere on Friday night was rocking. Like I don't know if it was just because it was the first Friday night game. I don't know if because multiple beers you were, were ham- had. You were I was hammered. not hammered. I was not hammered. I was very. T- I, I can only afford so many fourteen dollar beers, <laughs> even on this new executive producer is that what uh, it is pay now? scale here. Yeah, it's like fourteen dollars for a beer. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it doesn't mess what? around. Yeah, so it's like twelve to fourteen. It was like eleven before. And by the way, no draft. Like there's like no draft beers anywhere. Like I, they're all coming yeah. to can. And like That's part of me told. with a baseball game is I love a draft beer. I'll pay the fourteen dollars yeah. for a draft beer, wow. but everything comes in a can right now because was a. Are they tall boys? Are they at least tall boys? Yeah, they're tall boys. Yeah, they're tall boys. Still, that's aggressive. So, um, but I mean, (laughs) the the, the stadium was rocking on Friday night. It helped that old man J.A. Happ was throwing a no-no into the eighth, and that was fun to see. But in general, I agree with Judd. It just, there's something is off a little bit here, and I just don't think the Twins are that good. All right, is this where we want to do the Judd Judd panic thing? Judd wrote a big article uh, encouraging people to panic on scorenorth.com. Yeah, so go ahead and panic. Go so, ahead and panic. Why don't you? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Before I even bring any sort of sunshine and optimism, let's let's hear the <laughs> encouragement to panic. The encouragement to panic is multifold. One is I contend something's off, and I don't know what. It, but but there's something there's something going on with this team. And look, it's a long year, but that's why it, it helps to have. A, it doesn't mean that people have to all be best friends. But it does mean that there has to be some chemistry or gelling of some sort, and it feels like that's off. Don't know why. Can't go in the clubhouse, so I can't explain it. It's just a gut feeling from watching this team that I have. The second thing is Rocco Baldelli, I think, over the course of a long year, is a really good guy, um, personality-wise, to manage a team. But when short-term crises arise, and this is the worst one that he's had in his two-plus years now in the regular season— I don't know he's the best guy because I don't think he has the the switch to flip to to not panic himself. That if you are in charge of a baseball team would be bad, but the urgency that's necessary. And I go back to the playoffs where things start to disintegrate and they're like we're done. We are done. The third thing is quantifiable completely by statistics. They have they do not hit. And and for the last 13 games I believe they're at something like 3.2 runs per game. If you take out the 12-run game last week in the debacle in Oakland on Wednesday, I think they're down to 2-point-something runs per game. They don't hit, and the comeback from the apologist is, well, yeah, but Sanoa's out and Kepler's out, and wait till they get their entire team back, Judd. Just be patient. Just wait. Just wait. And while I agree that Ostadio and Cave should not be playing on a Daily basis, they are backup players who are being asked to do too much. The problem is, okay, Miguel comes back. What's going to happen? Because he wasn't hitting. He was damn near unplayable. And don't tell me he was walking a lot. He's not Ricky Henderson. <laughs> it doesn't help. You actually, he actually need is him. among the he actually yes. is among the league no, leaders. I know, but I mean, we're acting like <laughs> oh, we found this new on base machine. It's fantastic. Yeah. He's hitting, he's hitting like one eleven. Okay, Kepler, <laughs> Kepler. In 2019, with the Bomba Squad, was fantastic. 
He definitely dropped off in the pandemic short in 2020. And aside from the three-hit game, if you take away opening day in Milwaukee when he had three hits this year, he is at one-something. He did not hit again. He had a bad spring, and after the opener, he regressed badly. So my so my point is, okay, guys, come back. Does that solve it? I don't know. The catcher position offensively as a whole has turned into a black hole. <laughs> Jefferson Garver can't hit. They are combined, I think, at like 120 or something. My my point being is one sixty. Okay, okay. Oh, why, why don't you stop over exaggerating? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My point being is, I understand that baseball is a long year, and I understand that there will be streaks of good and bad. All of that being said, the one thing about baseball that drives me crazy is the whole thing of trying to be like it's a long year. It, they'll be fine. They'll get guys back. Some point at some point in time, you do ha- have to say this looks really wrong and it looks off. And at least acknowledge it and not just say it's going to be fine. Which is why I think if Twins fans want to panic, they absolutely can. They should. Go ahead. Panic. (laughs) You've gotten the the green light from uh, the official panic. So many people are like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be it's going to be fine. And I say, okay, you tell me why it's going to be fine. Is Miguel going to come back and hit? Because that changes things. Max Kepler as well. I mean, there's a there are a lot of question marks that exist e- even when this entire roster is back and healthy. And I think that sets the floor for my next statement, which is it is not time to panic for the Minnesota Twins yet. And if I were buying Minnesota sports stock or like if there was a sports stock market, I think there are websites where you can actually buy stock in teams like fantasy stock. Yep. I would be buying Minnesota Twin stock right now. Now, am I going to ignore all of the like a lot of the things you just brought up are definitely cause for some concern. I got a couple that I'll dish out throughout the course of of the show today too, but I think the most important things to latch onto are I think there's three. Number 1, almost everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong to this point whether it's hamstrings and injuries and uh, COVID, like all these things have gone wrong. Now, other teams have battled things. Other teams have played in cold weather. I, I hate that one, by the Me way. Too. The cold weather thing. It's like, all right, let's, it's cold in Chicago. It's cold pretty much everywhere. Team, it's cold in Cleveland. It's not even that warm in Kansas City. Like, it's not <laughs> super cold, but the, the cold weather thing does bother me. But, but thing number one is most of the things that could have gone wrong have gone wrong for the Twins so far this season. Uh, I would say the second thing to hang your hat on is Andrelton Simmons. As annoyed as I am at him for uh, for spreading COVID throughout that clubhouse, and as much as there might be some dissension within the clubhouse because of it, he is going to be back soon, and he's one of the best defensive players in this last 25 years, this last generation. He instantly makes your infield defense among, if not the best, in baseball. And so some of these botched plays we've seen, like that extra inning game against Oakland, um, you know, when Andleton Simmons is back out there, you don't have Blankenhorn playing second base. Like, there's a trickle-down effect that will absolutely raise the water level for this defense. And then the third thing I would say is, you actually, like, half of your lineup is on fire for the most part until this Pirate series. And now you're looking for these guys who've been hurt and on the COVID list and who've been underperforming, the group of Kepler, Polanco, Sano when he comes back. I'm not saying all of them revert back to their 2019 form, but they're not all going to hit 150 for the rest of the year. So, like, you can't just look at these last two weeks and be like, oh, my God, uh, Miguel Sano's batting, 
111, and Max Kepler has a 677 OPS, and Jorge Polanco has a 514 OPS, and therefore they are just no longer major league players. Like, that's not the case. They might not be as good as they were at their peak in 2019, but they're not unplayably bad for the rest of the season. They're going to bounce back to some extent. So those are, those are three reasons to not panic and take a step back off the ledge. I hear it. Kent Maeda, I hear it. He's a pro. He's been a consistent good pitcher for like seven years in the major leagues. Um, so I don't, I don't have any concerns unless there's like an elbow problem that he's all of a sudden forgot how to pitch. So some of this is there's definitely some things to be concerned about, and I will bring one to you later in the show. But I also feel like jumping off the ship after 20 games is overreacting. So I think that's my voice of reason. Get, Take me get down your you life jacket out and be prepared to go. Be prepared to go. The Titanic <laughs> only had X amount of small boats to get to. Come back. Folks, get in those boats right now. Just get in those boats back. right now. Kepler, Sano, Polanco, guess what? Not great 2020s, and now it's continuing. I am growing very concerned. I'm, I'm just seeing Max Kepler just float away into the water like Jack. He's just, and if I and if I hear Rocco one more time, live and let live. I mean, the guys need to get more sleep. He actually talked about it's going to be great to be playing night games now because the guys won't have to hurry to the ballpark. It, hey, that impa- that impacted the Cubs for decades. When the, the it's not a coincidence, the Cubs started getting good again when all their games were night games. Right, oh baseball players are nocturnal; oh they are creatures God. of the night. Rocco is worse than, than an Edina parent when it comes to making excuses for their kid. Ooh, I like that one. He is. Oh, Jimmy's a great kid. Well, he just stole from me. Oh, but you don't understand, Jimmy. Yeah, I do. He's a thief. <laughs> but, like, but here's Miguel like, here's can't what, hit. But here's where where you're just like you're 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 very quick after 20 games to just think that Miguel Sano isn't going to have a three week hot stretch. So you and I share the same opinion about Sano, which is the ship has sailed on his David Ortiz upside. He's a one dimensional player and he's very frustrating. Where we differ is you've written him off altogether and you think he's a 111 hitter. And I'm telling you, he's going to get red hot for like three weeks sure. and carry the but, Twins' offense. But what? But what is the wild? Now, finally, after years of me begging, what have they done a great job of this year? Slotting people into their correct roles and basically getting them to understand what you want from them, sometimes through tough love. I don't think Rocco has the ability to do tough love. So I think Miguel thinks, I'm as good as I ever was. And and I'm like, no, Miguel, you're hitting 111. And Rocco's like, no, he's fine. Like, there's never any... There's never any adult in the room when things go bad. And this, by the way, works great when things are going well. There's not an adult in the room. It's not discipline. It's more of we need to get you in line with what is going to suit you best for us, not what makes you comfortable. I don't care about your comfort. I don't care about, oh, good, I slept in today. I feel great. I don't give a damn about that. Hit the baseball. But that, but that philosophy has worked very well in the regular season the last two years. It has. I mean, they've been one of the winningest teams in baseball it has. for, but my for quest- two years. But my question is, now that things are not going as smoothly, and to your point, you're right, a lot's gone wrong. Do they have the ability to pivot a little bit and handle that? I have my doubts. I, I would say that if this thing is a Titanic situation, and if you're right, grab the life jackets, grab get on the, the limited supply of lifeboats. It's not because Rocco and his message like yeah, turned that's the part thing. of it. I'm not saying that's the whole thing. It, it would be because their bullpen dropped off and they misevaluated right. uh, a couple free agent signings, and they have the oldest roster in all of baseball. And the good ship instance. Garver yeah. is sinking. 
yeah, I mean, Garver also was – the thing about Garver, too, is he was never a huge power hitter in the minor leagues, and all of a sudden he hit the, it's the 30 bombs or whatever in sure. 90 games in two years ago. Um, he was always due for some regression. I mean, Declan, if you had to bet everything, your entire existence and all of your future, <laughs> all right, on look at my stance or Judd's stance, my stance being, listen, it's 20 games, calm the bleep down, and Judd being, oh, my God, like – Light the boat on fire. No, just get no, no light the boat on fire. It's sinking. We don't need more adversity. I want to be lowering the boat right now. I'm not like, yeah, I, you're yeah, getting, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm starting to lower the boat. Yes. I, like, the iceberg is a head, people. Iceberg, right look, look, we are going to hit the iceberg. We are going to sink and all die. We are screwed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with Judd. I'm sorry. I'm with Judd. I'm with Judd. It, feel, I, I, it feels. I want to be in the middle. I want to be in the middle, but you're making me bet all my my limited life savings on one of these <laughs> options, and I'm going with Judd Zolgads. I'm 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 going down with the ship with Judd. I'm going down with. And I'm, by I'm the not way, staying on the broken ship. To be clear, I hope we're both wrong and yes. Phil is right. Like I don't want to be right about this. This sucks. Okay. Like it's not good for us. It's not good. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. It's not good for the fan base. Like I take no satisfaction in the feeling I have. I want to be wrong. So just to be very clear. I hope Phil is a thousand percent right. Okay, I do. I do have a, just so you guys don't think that I'm just like blindly optimistic Homer guy here. I do have a nugget here. I just want to do statement within a statement here since we're on this twins and uh, these twins discussions. Talking twins every day on Mackie and Judd, powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. You want to talk about best in the business? Well, the twins lineup not really the best in the business, but Dennis Kirk when it comes to <laughs> parts and accessories for whatever you ride—a Harley, a sport bike. A metric cruiser, 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order by 8 p.m. and they ship the same day and shipping is free for orders over $89. They truly are the best in the business, unlike the lineup we've been talking about. DennisKirk.com, everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. So the Bomba Squad two years ago, best lineup in Twins history in terms of, well, best power hitting lineup in the history of major major league baseball period um the, now like three teams or more maybe it was like four teams broke the previous team record for home runs the ball was juiced baseball has spent the last couple of years which i think is ridiculous trying to remove home runs from the game and and they've changed the baseball and so a lot of things have happened and the bomba squad if you look at two, I'm going to take you guys to nerd analytics school here for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. You thought Declan was going nerdy with his uh, hockey Get stats earlier? Hey, it was, actually. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So the Bomba squad two years ago, I worry about their philosophy two years later here. So they were first in the league in fly balls hit two years ago, and they were fifth in the league in percentage of fly balls that turned into home runs. Yeah. So that's the, that's the recipe for Bomba Squad success two years ago, right? Hit a bunch of fly balls and then have a super high percentage of those fly balls go over the fence. It's all they tried to do all season. It was very feast or famine because if you're, if you're not making contact for a couple games, then you're not going to score runs doing it that way, right? This year's team, 18th in the league in fly balls hit and 20th in the league in percentage of fly balls that have gone over the fence. And so... They've got the same type of approach. They've mm-hmm. got the same, basically, a lot of the same guys. They've, they've even added an honorary Bomba Squad member in Josh Donaldson. So it's the same strategy and the same people for the most part, and they're not hitting as many fly balls, 
and they're certainly not having as many fly balls go over the fence. So it's like the Bomba squad. We've replaced the Bombas with, like, firecrackers or something. I don't know what <laughs> Baby the Bombas. comparison would be. They don't so go up. Yep. They either have to figure sure. out a way to hit more fly balls and hit more deep fly balls or change their approach to run scoring if they want to get back close to the level that they were at two years ago. So there's my nerd analytics. So I do, I guess, statement would be I do worry about their philosophy offensively now compared to where it was two years ago. It's just not working the same way as it was. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, one more statement. I always like to bring a weekend observation statement, as I like to do on these these situations. Um, So this last Saturday was uh, my annual kickball game. So we always do this big, once a year we do a kickball game with like some, some of my college friends. We always get together, go to the park in Northeast, and just play a, a, a very sober-filled game of kickball for a few hours. Wow, uh, which, which park in Northeast do you guys uh, go to? It's right, off, it's right by Sociable Cider Works off of um, Fillmore and like Broadway. There's like six, seven ball fields right around there. Can't remember the exact name of the park. Is this like um, a kickball tournament? Or no, it's just for you fun. Guys just... We, just, we literally we, we throw shoes in the middle. We have two captains. They throw shoes from left to right. That's your kickball teams. You play a kickball for five, six innings until everyone gets bored. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a fun little game. We do it every year. So you year. don't pick teams? Like, captains don't just pick the teams? Uh, like, we, no, we, we, all, we all pick the teams once we're there. You okay. Know, like, so, yeah, so we, everyone puts a shoe in the middle, like old school, I guess. Is, I don't even know if that's oh, I've never heard, back I've never day, heard of this. Know. No, no. Uh, so everyone we puts a shoe kids. in the middle. Yeah. There's two captains. One, one shoe goes to the right, one shoe goes to the left, and that's your teams. Guys and girls, it's co ed. And that's how we oh play no! Kickball. You you guys you guys should have the, the captain's pick because that's the greatest way to hurt feelings quickly. So 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 like you got to pick the fat kid last. So I, I think mean we you can't this, stop that. We did that three years ago. Like we did this is like the fourth time. Yeah, we've done people this. get bent out of shape. It's outstanding. And it was Phil one of those it. situations at the time four years ago. Like I only knew like two or three people involved. Yeah. And it's more of a White Bear Lake kind of a thing, and a lot of White Bear Lake kids oh, went to St. Cloud State. Trouble there. So yeah. it's just I I I was been, I've been an honorary member. Go Bears into the White Bear Lake fan club, I guess. Go Bears. And uh, my my statement is my long winded statement is to make sure you stretch before kickball because even this great athletic uh, oh, no. guy like myself, I am my groin is hurting for for a lot of reasons. My you, calves you, are hurting. You you watched the first Whoa. twenty Twins games and yeah. you couldn't figure out to stretch your no, hamstrings. I couldn't, and I was pitching. Groin. I was pitching. But you know what the problem you know, was, Phil? The whole thing. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. It's hard. Cold. I mean, how is Declan supposed to play in the cold? No, I, I and a, I think uh, there was a couple people on just knowing uh, Declan's reckless history with COVID. That a uh, nope. couple, couple key players wound up on the COVID 10-day list, nope. too? I, I think uh, th- this group has nothing to do with that group you're referencing. So uh, so at least I have that oh, going so for a me. a new group we can give yeah, COVID. Exactly. Yeah. And we, yeah, all, we, all unsuspecting. we all had vaccinations. Unsuspecting. We, all, we all showed off our vaccination cards. It was a whole thing. But, yes, make sure you stretch before kickball uh, because it's very, very, very important. I feel like kickball is an underrated sport. It is. It's fun. It's a great sport. I, yeah. I would love to see kickball on, uh, you know, I don't know if we need it on ESPN, but like it sounds like NBC Sports is going out of business. Yes. You know, is there some sort of wing <laughs> of NBC Sports while they're going down that we could put kickball games on? I would watch kickball on TV on like a Sunday afternoon. Professional yeah. kickball. We also, you had to have mm-hmm. a drink in your hand the whole time, too. And by the way, trying to kick a, catch a kickball with, with one hand occupied, very difficult. Very difficult to do. Oh, so you have to catch the fly ball. You have to catch the fly arm. ball. Public intoxication. That's yeah, a good idea. You can, uh, oh, we, were, we were good. We were a home by. Minneapolis doesn't have we enough problems. You now got a bunch of white bear like people. I took a great one. It has nothing to do with what time you go home. Like you're not supposed to be drinking. Yeah. In oh, there was another uh, team across the field that even had. They, had a, they brought a keg. 
The other team brought this other this other yeah. group of people I'm, brought a keg. I'm appalled. We brought you said a keg in the no, middle no, no. of a park we, in Minneapolis. We didn't. Another group who was also doing the same thing we were had a had a keg in Minneapolis. I rolled over Your the kids. trash can. We picked up all the trash. We were good. We all went. Oh, home. Wait, how does that work? Like if you go to if you go to a public park uh-huh. where there's you know where there's softball fields and stuff, and you bring a cooler. Yeah. Can you drink? Can you just hang out and drink in a park with a cooler? Does it have to be a private establishment? How does you know, that work? I, I'm sure if the Paul Blarts walked by, we would need some type of you know actual permit. But I, I think it was more of a there's a bunch of kids playing kickball. We're not being we're not causing a scene necessarily. Everything's okay. Yeah, I think my park says has a sign saying no alcohol permitted mm. in my mm. parks, and I think a lot of parks have that. That sounds like an SLP thing though. That doesn't sound like a Minneapolis thing. All right, maybe. I mean, that's fine. Mm. You so you went. So you went and spread COVID. No, we were all got outside. drunk. We were all publicly, probably peed I, in public. I went back home by, by seven o'clock you, and took a great did you nap. Pee? Did, did you pee at that field? No, there's a there's a porta potty there. I went to the porta potty. Ugh, I hate porta potty. I, I don't like them either, but I wasn't gonna go in the. That's right, go in the bushes. Yeah. Did so. you take the drink in there with you? No, no, God, no, no. I, I did not. Shockingly, that is disgusting. I shockingly, did not. Oh, there's nothing worse <laughs> than a porta potty. It's pretty bad. Airplane bathrooms. I would. I'll take those ten out Dude, of ten. No. Compared I to actually, a porta potty, I disagree. I would oh, rather go to no. a porta potty than an airplane. Oh, a porta potty is one of the most disgusting things ever. I've got porta potty stories of like <laughs> stuff I've seen that I never want to see again. I mean, airplanes are uncomfortable, but you know, you flush, most, you flush them, it's they're gone. Better, yeah, it's gone. I have a, I have a phobia. I think it's less about like the cleanliness of the airport bathroom, which I also question. I think it's more that like if you're doing your business in there and there's just someone sitting inevitably in seat 35C, they're basically in the bathroom with you. So like if you're gonna if yeah. you're gonna you're it's gonna shoot up the storm for like it's ten not your minutes, problem. that loose. guy or gal is just sitting right it's there. Loose. It's not your problem. And, and there's no escaping if if you're in there for more than like ninety seconds, everybody on the plane knows what's happening in there, and it's just a walk of shame back to your seat. That's why I try to avoid eating anything before getting out. Wow, that's a big yeah. time phobia. Like you're it. old mm-hmm. enough now, it shouldn't matter anymore. I just don't want to. Do, plus, it's small. Your knees are banging on the. Oh just, yeah, no, it's not comfortable. But I'm saying a porta potty's ten times more because dis- a porta potty's just disgusting. At least there's space. Repul- I don't want space. I want out. <clears throat> All right, I got wow. a final statement. What a great statement. If you guys want it. Yep. Um. And I, I brought this- actually, actually, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I want it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I brought this to the table. You're giving me the option. <laughs> last week. I brought this to the table last week at Statements, but I'm going to bring it back because it continues to just be great. The Dodgers and Padres, their series, is plural, have restored my faith in MLB's ability to entertain me. Last night, it's 7-1 to Dodgers in, in Dodger Stadium. The game is over. And I'm like, should I turn this game off? And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing some stuff. I'll just continue to watch it till it's done. The Padres rally in, in what? In 11 for an 8-7 to seven win. Um, the Padres take 3 of 4. The the exchange on Saturday with the Tees hitting not one but two home runs, I believe, off of Bauer. And then doing the one-eyed thing as he went around the bases to make fun of Bauer. And then Bauer coming back and saying, yeah, he should. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really restoring my faith in baseball. This is what, when I was a kid, this is what the Yankees and Red Sox used to be. Like, before it took 18 hours to play. Like, the rivalry, it's hate, but it's also respect. This is so much fun to watch. It is. I I think 
Trevor Bauer being the highest profile pitcher in baseball right now and also one of the best pitchers, and him, love him or hate him, him opening up the door for hitters to celebrate their successes. It's like, yeah, just I don't care. Flip your bat, whatever. Like, let's stop policing this. Baseball's fun. That attitude trickles into the Padres Dodgers series. Like, mm-hmm. even just, you know, a relief pitcher getting out of the sixth inning or something, out of a first and second uh, two outs jam, will hop off the mound and do a fist pump and stuff because they've got it's a safe space. Dodgers Padres, for the most part, for the most part. Right. Guys still get a little bit offended. Yeah. The Bruce Dar Gratterall thing from last year. But it's great. Some people the wrong way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it is a safe space for baseball being fun. And I hope that it trickles into some of the other teams and like these stuck up franchises and managers like Tony LaRussa and the Cardinals, right? Like let's let's get rid of that mindset and let's let players celebrate their successes. When I see, I'm watching basketball on a regular basis and I'm seeing, you know, Damian Lillard hitting a stone cold shot to end a series in the playoffs and waving goodbye to yeah. was it Russell Westbrook? Um, guys are thumping their chests all the time in the NFL. They're doing group celebrations after touchdowns. And the opposing team isn't like, how dare you show me up with your boat rowing celebration? You know, Adam Thielen, your soccer slide in London. We're going to slide some cleats yeah. into your neck. We're, we're going to you know? throw a baseball no. at your head. <laughs> it's but it's fantastic. And, and these teams are so damn good. Like, they are they are so good. And, and the pitching... Matchups. Look at them. It's like all stars. I, I mean, this yeah. is this this literally restores my faith in a sport that I often find to be what's the best word? Sort of just drab. I mean, it's just not that much fun. And the game itself is great, but you know, the Twins and Pirates yesterday is just an exercise in when's this going to be done. The yeah. Dodgers and and Padres is the exact opposite. Baseball needs to literally just take. A, a ten steps back look at what matters to fans: fun, entertainment, off season excitement, blackout, right? blackout restrictions lifted. Oh my god! I mean, that's Did I, I think I told you guys off mic. So, being out here, transplant Minnesota sports fan on the West Coast, right? So when the Twins were playing, I told you guys this off mic, but just to bring it on mic. So the Twins were playing Seattle like two weeks ago, and. Um, I go to my MLB package. I like, right, fire up. It was I think the first game was a day game on whatever the hell day it was Thursday, Tuesday or Monday or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going through the MLB package and oh shoot, that's right. MLB package blacks out the local team, and so even though I'm going to watch the Twins, they're playing the Mariners, and therefore I can't watch the game. Ah, uh, whatever. Oh, I'll just watch it on the local channel. Click, 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 click. Root Sports. Click, 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 click. Oh, uh, they aren't available on streaming platforms like YouTube TV, which is what I have. And so I'm, so I'm sitting here. I'm a, I'm a Twins fan out on the West Coast, right? I just want to watch the Twins. Okay, I can't because of blackout restrictions with yep. the Mariners. All right, now, now I just want to watch the Mariners because, oh, they don't allow their channel to be streamed on YouTube TV. It's like quit making it so bleeping hard for fans to access your sport. Okay, like... Get over this blackout BS ASAP. It's just stupid. And, and like, I get the old school blackouts because it, it was ages ago. We didn't want you not to attend home games. And then I think, think it was to protect the sponsors, right? Because if you go to your own platform and don't see the ads. But, I mean, it's 2021 now. People just stream. That's what they do, right? Ne- yeah. Netflix does not have a 
Geico commercial the last time I checked. Like, if you're baseball or all sports, just get with the program now, which means changing. It's just incredible that you would want to ba- want to make it as difficult as possible for a 25-year-old potential baseball fan to watch a game. Yep, Make your games. I mean, this is the recipe. It's so easy. Make your games the most accessible of any sport, any device. Any, their, their marketing slogan should be any device, any time, any team. Right? Yeah. Major League Baseball yeah. games are just because baseball is not super appointment viewing. There's 162 games. Everyone's busy and outside in the summer. And so... It's not like NFL games where you it's a ritual 16 times and now 17. You're going to sit down on a Sunday and you're just going to and you're going to immerse yourself in it. Baseball is more of a passive. It's not really a lean in sport every night. So if I'm out at a restaurant or at a park or I'm in Declan's kickball league or I'm bouncing around like any device, any time, any team, yep. make it available. Amen. Make your off season more fun by creating more structure and having a window where players are signing, like put some sort of salary floor and ceiling on it. It's not, it's really not that. And, and then let players and encourage players to have fun, make it fun, make it accessible, etc. Uh, by the way, these fixes to major league baseball are presented by our friends at Whamatech who are here to fix, not even not really fix, just replace your broken down <laughs> phone, tablet or laptop. So Whamatech, what they do is they pre, they source their own pre-owned devices directly and pass the savings on to you. They'll even buy your old device for cash. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. And uh, every device they sell is tech certified and comes with a warranty. So you're not buying uh, some broken down piece of junk. You're getting an actual good and uh, working device. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Whamatech.com. W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. So uh, how far can you kick a ball, Declan? Uh, oh, of all the players, how would you how would you rank I went, yourself? I think I only went one for four. Uh, my first, I had the first hit for the team in the bottom half, and I scored the first run. I had a nice hit right into the right into the left right into the left field line, and then the next few times, I think I just popped up. I'd, I'd hold a Mitch Garver, got way too ahead of myself, too cocky after a, a nice little hot streak, and then I was just popping balls up high in the air. It was a whole thing. I know. Wow! Like, like straight fun, up though. the phone booth, like who? Like to the infield? Uh, one okay. One was a really nice catch in left center field. I'll give my guy credit for that. Uh, the other two were yeah, was a, was a pop up in the first. There was some wind blowing. I'm gonna blame some wind coming in towards oh. the end of the game. Oh yeah, and, and, and it's cold. Back. It's cold out it was too. Cold out. Come on. Um, I was also throw. I was pitching though for my for my team. So I was doing double dip. You know, I was throwing. I was hitting. You're basically Jake Cave. Just yeah. admit it. You're Jake Cave. You know, I, I was. I was. You shouldn't be playing. Yeah, I was. I was Jake Cave. Cody Stashek. Whenever you want to call it. You know, I was, I was all of them. All was, the above. was kickball not the greatest sport though? And any recess sport that allowed allowed you to choose teams. There is no, I don't think there's a better reflection on what is ahead for a youngster in life than being part of picking teams, right? Because picking teams is like one of the first real things where no one protects you from, oh, you know, Judd, I mean, his feelings get, right? No one's there. If Judd's fat, out of shape, and bad, he's not going to get picked high. I he really has to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And, but, but, but. You go home and you're crying. Oh, mom, they didn't pick me. And, you know, your mom's like, oh, you are so handsome. And you're not. You're just a fat kid. So I really believe, I really believe that, oh, I I fluctuated just like I do now. Yeah. But my, but my point is the picking of teams in, in gym class or recess is truly reflective of what is going to be ahead for you in life, which is you're going to be hurt at times too bad. 
I feel like you've also just it. explained why people have deep-rooted insecurities as yes. adults. That they oh, it probably is. It probably is. But I'm just saying that's a like that's a life lesson right there. Recess is a life lesson. I learned more in recess than I ever did in any class at St. Therese. <laughs> recess was where you learned. You should be able to major in I recess thought? when you get to college. I was a goon. I, I protected my friends. A goon. I was a goon. I got in some good fights. I was in some good fist fights. Good Lord. What? When did you hang up the gloves? How old were you? you oh, I never, got in a, I, got, I never got in a fight after I went to Benilde. So eighth, eighth grade. So, mm-hmm. so, and I was also big. So I was big for my age through eighth grade. And around ninth grade, I, I was still sort of tall. But, you know, kids catch up to you really quick then. But basically, so I went to St. Therese K through eight. And I was probably in my fighting prime, let's say, third or fourth grade through Fifth like grade. seventh grade. Dude, did you guys see what happened in that UFC fight this weekend? Not really. The, the I, saw, wrote the, I, think I saw a tweet. I saw a clip on social. I saw a tweet about this. Dude went for uh, dude went for a little right leg right leg on left leg kick. Yep. Oh, and no. opponent opponent brought his leg up to sort of block the kick oh. and a full powered right kick right into the front of the knee oh. of this other guy. And all of the oh, force no. went back into the the original kicker's leg, oh. and so you could, his his leg snapped in the middle of the shin, Bleh. and you could see him bringing it back in the slow motion. He didn't realize it was broken right away because it takes a couple seconds for the pain to shoot through your body. Yeah, and so he, you can see his like his face started to change expressions, like oh this is gonna hurt, and then he puts his foot back on the ground. Oh no! And snaps the whole thing in half. Oh like, no! Like compound fracture. No. Oh my god! So bad. Nope. Yeah. Don't oh like my that. God. Don't like yeah. that. I can't watch that sport. Me neither. Dude. I just can't watch it. I'm sorry. I can't. I we can't gotta bring do myself. Ki- we're gonna do kickboxer soon on action movie rewind though. Yeah. yeah. I just can't bring myself to watch that stuff though. I just it it, uh, it I, crosses a weird line. I did watch uh Because I don't know where where my line is exactly, after, but it's somewhere around there. After sorry, my guys. kickball game when I had uh, multiple beers, I came home and took a nice little uh, cat nap. I did wake up and watch the new Mortal Kombat. Speaking of gruesome MMA uh nasty injuries, the new Mortal Kombat had a lot of that as well. So that was uh that was my last statement. Got to put that on the list. Yeah. Uh, well, sp- since we're doing an unofficial, what are we watching here? I did finish season three of Cobra Kai. Oh, nice. And Allie was in two episodes. I saw. Mm-hmm. I, Allie I and Johnny yeah. kind of rekindled things for a minute yep. there. Newly single at age fifty or whatever she is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very exciting. Highly recommended. If you get if anyone's a, at all a fan of Karate Kid, the first three seasons Cobra Kai. When's awesome. Kerr back? It's filming. It's filming. I need Curb to come back. Jeff was yeah, on. Richard, Rich, yeah. Richard Lewis is on an episode, yeah. so they're filming. Jeff Garland was on 10 Questions the other day with, okay. with Kyle Brandon. He said they're they're in the process of, of doing it. So I miss it'll it. be back. It'll be back. Good. Right. Love it. All right, those are your statements. Monday episode here of Mackie and Judd Draft Week on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. You can check us out there, too. And don't forget our two YouTube channels, Score North and Purple Daily. Give us a subscribe on those, and we'll give you daily entertainment, and sometimes panic on both those channels. See you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.